Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode of Conspiracy Unlimited, I attempt to remote view an object hidden from view several hundred kilometers from where I'm sitting. My remote viewing instructor? None other than Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with X-ray eyes. Yeah, it was amazing, absolutely astounding for somebody who sort of a novice at it and uh but you know your your intuition it was right on the money you were remote viewing it it was sitting on my desk and you were uh, i can I, i'm not trying to flatter you or or make big make a bigger deal than it was but for somebody who does not do this that was an exceptional example of remote viewing this podcast is brought to you by family bunker designs if you believe things are headed in a scary direction these days then you'll want to listen to this message Four years ago, John Hartman, a retired military man and certified disaster and survival expert, created the ultimate solution to keep his family safe from danger. He built a family survival bunker. With the advice of experts, he decided to share what he learned and publish the ultimate guide to family bunker construction. His designs are highly affordable, yet your family bunker will be safe, well hidden, and strong enough to withstand almost any disaster or terrorist attack. These days, with so many threats out there, a safe hideout is essential for security. And right now, when you order the Family Bunker Guide, you'll get three bonus survival guides absolutely free. Don't put it off. Get this life-saving information now. Learn more at clearbroadcast.com. That's clearbroadcast.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. There was a time when I was working on the other side of the microphone in radio. I was a producer, and and I produced late-night talk radio. Fell in love with it. No other audience like it wouldn't want to work any other day part. But back in the early 90s when I was producing, the talk show host I worked with liked psychics. He liked having them on the show. And he wanted me to book psychics. Why? Because, well, quite frankly, he was lazy. And and psychics make a talk show host's life really easy. The phone lines go crazy when you have psychics on because people want to call in and they want to know about their own situation, their own love life or their job prospects or their health. And as I say, the phone calls never dry up. You could go for hours with a psychic on the air. And again, it made it very easy for the talk show host. But I I never liked psychics. I didn't think it was particularly compelling radio. For me, the readings were only of interest to the people who called into the radio station, not of interest to the listener. But the main reason I didn't like booking psychics was because I was a skeptic. I didn't think any of them were any good. Not that I didn't believe that psychic ability wasn't real. I do. I just felt 99.9% of supposed psychics were frauds. So I resisted booking psychics. But this one publicist kept calling every day. You have to book this guy. He's Canada's Edgar Casey. He's not just a psychic. He's a remote viewer. 
Uh, he can see inside people's bodies and, and tell them what's wrong with them. A medical intuitive, it's called. And this person kept calling and calling, and finally I relented and I agreed, and we booked this guy on the show. And I would go home before the show started, and I remember sitting in my mouse-infested apartment in Toronto, hovering over a pot of macaroni and cheese, because they didn't pay talk radio producers very much back then. Still don't. And I heard the guest I had booked. Uh, he was on the show, and he was nailing it. I mean, he hit it out of the park with every caller. A person called in and, and the remote viewer said, you have something wrong with your right shoulder. And the caller said, yes, yes. Another caller, you have a, a degenerative nerve problem. Yes. He was getting them all right. And that was the beginning. And 25 years later, he still amazes me. He's not just a psychic. He's a remote viewer and a medical intuitive and a healer. And I have been in his presence when I would have to say miraculous things. I would use that term. Miraculous things have happened. Douglas James Cottrell is best known as a trans clairvoyant. He's a spiritual healer, teacher, a published author who demonstrates many abilities studied by noetic sciences, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, remote viewing, prediction, and prophecy. He's one of a select view able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source. He teaches people the world over about spiritual development through the practice of meditation and the application of spiritual principles in daily life. He's the author of Secrets of Life, The Complete New Age Health Guide, The New Earth, A Prophetic View of Our Future, Gems of Wisdom, Conversations with the Akashic Field, and many more. Douglas James Cottrell, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you, my old friend? I'm doing quite well. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show again. I was trying to figure out what what, what are we going to talk about with uh, Douglas? You and I, for those new to the podcast and don't know of my terrestrial radio show, Douglas has been with me on, on various programs on different uh, radio stations across Toronto for... Oh, about 20 years. And then before that, we knew each other when I was a producer and I would be booking you on shows. So we go back about a quarter century and um, we've talked about a lot of things, earth changes and and, um, you know, your uh, your record. It's all documented and it's astounding. But I thought we would try something that we did once before. This was a few years ago on my terrestrial radio show, The Conspiracy Show, which airs on Zoomer Radio in Toronto. And that is, I would attempt to remote view. We did this last time. Do you remember? I remember. You did uh, exceptionally well. Uh, I've taught several people uh, to uh, develop their clairvoyance or remote viewing. Uh, and you did exceptionally well. We were on air, so a lot of pressure. And uh, we had an item on my desk that you described exactly. You gave uh, uh, the shape, your size, and the color. And also you described uh, a little bit of what was going on inside. And it turned out to be a travel clock uh, that you'd buy at the dollar store. And it was a red, a red one, but a little off red. Uh, and it was a clock, but you described it as a donut shape. Uh, about an inch and a half thick, uh, about two inches across uh, thereabouts. And I'm not sure if you said inches per, per se, but uh, you were really close with the dimensions. And then you said, I see some black lines and some white background. 
and that was the face of the clock inside the travel clock, which right. was closed. Yeah, it was amazing, absolutely astounding for somebody who, who uh, you know, sort of a novice at it. And uh, but you know, your your intuition, it was right on the money. You were remote viewing it. It was sitting on my desk, and you were. Uh, I can. I, I'm not trying to flatter you or, or make big make a bigger deal than it was. But for somebody who does not do this, that was an exceptional example of remote viewing. I've, I've had no uh, no formal training. I haven't taken one of your courses. I probably should. Uh, incidentally, are you doing any uh, remote viewing courses in the uh, upcoming future? <clears throat> We are. We do them from time to time. It's not a regular thing. We have people from all over the world. They uh, kind of show up, you know, uh, all on their own. The, the cosmic bell rings and people, uh, uh, tolls, I guess I should say, and people show up from uh, from as far away as California to Ireland and uh, Poland and Germany. Uh, and when they get to see each other, they come together in a small group of a dozen, maybe the most of 20 uh, because we have a lot of individual time for people. They seem to know one another right from the get-go. Like, hmm. You know, I, I know you from somewhere. It's amazing when, uh, you know, but I'm from Germany. I'm a medical doctor. Well, I'm in, I, I work for NASA in, in California, and it's like, wow, you know, they, they meet up like that. So uh, we have that going, and uh, I'm starting to do a little more traveling. Uh, I have traveled quite around, uh, quite uh, a lot around the world, from South America and Buenos Aires to, uh, you know, as far away as India and then uh, Spain and Norway uh, and, and all sort of parts in between. And uh, I've been invited recently to go to Chile and um, Japan again. And uh, so uh, the invitation has been rhetorical, but uh, haven't quite... You know, uh, with my wife passing a couple of years ago, uh, things have been a little slow, sort of taking it easy to get back on track. And uh, but now it seems this year that uh, I'll be teaching more courses. People are interested in doing or or what I do or becoming what uh, I am as sort of like the Edgar Casey of Canada, a remote you know clairvoyant, remote viewer, whatever. Uh, they can go to my website douglasjamescottrell.com. It's my whole name dot com, and they can do a Google search and find me there. Uh, no problem at all. And the last name, uh, spell the last name, uh, Douglas. C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. DouglasJamesCotterell.com. That's correct. A, a very well-established English name. I found out on, you know, one of those uh, uh, shows where you go back and look for your relatives uh, uh, that my I could trace my relatives back to the early 1700s all the way back to King James. All right. So let's set this up. You have an object sitting on your desk, and you are, are you in London tonight or Hamilton? I'm in London tonight. I'm in my home. Uh, I have a publishing office in a little village called Byron, which is a part of London. And then the Mini Mansion Spiritual Center is in Hamilton, where uh, you've been, and we do our services and things like that. But so right tonight, I'm in London, and I'm looking at this item on my uh, uh, table, nightstand, if you will, right here. Uh, right now. All right. And and people are just going to have to, you know, trust that, uh, you know, there's no video involved. We're doing a, a podcast where there's no webcams involved. And uh, I, I cannot see I've never been to your place in London, so I don't I can't see it in my mind. But you have an object on your desk and I'm going to attempt to remote view it. Now, right. it's been a couple of years since we did this experiment. Just sort of run through your protocols with me, little tips and things I should keep in mind, and maybe people who are listening 
um, along can can participate as well. I have a I, I have a little scratch pad here and a pencil. Is that a good idea? That's a good idea. Okay. Uh, the protocol is that it's in it's in the open. It's not in a container. It's sitting on uh, on a table. Um, it's it's an end table actually. I have a light above it. It's uh, the size of a softball. That's the only thing I'm going to give you to help the logical mind kind of try to look for that item and shape. And you're going to look for colors. You're going to look for shapes. Um, you know, and you're going to try to uh, clear your mind and just allow your mind to uh, uh, travel from where you are to right here through my mind as I'm looking at this uh, object uh, in my home. And you're going to uh, look at, you know, it's more than one color, so uh, you might see different colors. And you uh, might get, uh, it's a definite shape that uh, is, you know, you'll be able to Distinguish it. It's not a nebulous thing. It's a simple, straightforward shape, but it is a unique, a unique shape. And so you allow, you take a deep, a deep breath or two. You just allow your mind to relax uh, because, uh, you know, that inherent fear of I'm going to be wrong or I can, nothing's going to come. Uh, this is what the first step is to overcome. First of all, say, I'm going to, I'm going to see whatever I see, what comes to my mind right now, that's what I see. And uh, you go with it. Uh, any kind of doubt or any kind of uh, intellectual interference about I can't do this or how can that be um, me talking to you like this is even disturbing the, the tranquility of the mind but the idea is to remote view is not to care be disinterested and then whatever comes to your mind that's that's what you go with you might see it materialize it'll be a little nebulous um, and then as you continue focusing on your mind's eye of this shape, and you're looking at it in your mind, it will materialize, and it'll, it'll take on a shape, and then you'll see maybe colors, and maybe you'll see other details of it, and that's what you go with. And you should be, uh, as I can see, sort of you're making notes on your pad now, you're kind of getting some lines going. <laughs> exactly is, uh, right, my friend. Yeah, Just uh, as you I'm said like, that, I was putting pa- pencil to paper. I was watching your hand move on the paper. So um, we, we're letting you allow this to happen. Uh, you're, you know, you're, you, if this is an experiment, uh, could be right, could be wrong, but you're going to get something. And the idea is that you don't have to be exact. You can get a roundabout shape. You can get a, a nebulous kind of, you know, you, you sort of like allow it materialize. And then you'll all of a sudden, bing, there is an image. Don't try to change the image. Stick with it, and and sort of. You tell me when you when you're just looking. I'm I'm looking at this image. I'm looking clearly at it. I'm not trying to focus in any particular place, but I'm trying to get get a, as much uh, of the whole image to you in my mind. And as you're as you're coming here to look at this image. What do you see? Well, I, I, I definitely have an image, uh, but I couldn't identify what the object is. I'm not even going to try at this point. I just have, um, keeping in mind, I'm putting my perfect record one and one on the line mm. here. Don't, don't even go there. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the big trap right You're right. right there. You're right. That's, you're right. Yeah. It, is, it is fear. I mean, there's nothing riding on this. Why am I so fearful? I don't know. Well, it's human nature because we want to be right. And part of your mind, there's the intellectual mind that likes to be in control. That's the personality mind, the the, the reasoning, deductive, logical yeah. mind that says, you can't do this. 
And then there's the intuition mind, which is part of the imagination and part of the hunches and, you know, things occur to somebody, a solution to a problem, all of a sudden or a decision is made clear. And obviously, where did that come from? Well, that's where the super mind, the super subconscious, uh, gets in contact with the, 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 with the ordinary mind. And somewhere in the middle is the middle mind. It's uh, in, in, uh, um, in some other cultures, it's called shamanti mind. But this is the middle mind. It's, it's the encompassing, intuitive, spiritual soul mind in communication with the conscious mind or personality mind. And that's where sometimes you're driving along in a car and all of a sudden a solution to a problem just pops in your mind. And you hear people say, oh, this popped in my mind. Or, gee, I was just you know, thinking of, of mom. I better give her a call. And sure enough, you call and mom's in the hospital. Or uh, when these random thoughts access your mind, your, your personality mind, you're usually disassociated. You're, you know, you're doing something else, and then something pops in your mind, or you're thinking about something, and all of a sudden an answer comes. This is the super subconscious mind, or that creative mind, that is giving you the information through the imagination or subconscious mind to your conscious mind. Hmm. So you have the conscious mind, personality mind, which is you know logic, intellect, uh, reasoning, in control. And then you have the super subconscious mind, which is in touch with the uh, cosmos and, and in that um, soft, passive mind where you ask a question and instantly an answer comes to you. And in the middle is the imagination or the middle mind. And it's like looking through a pair of binoculars. You're looking two eyes through the binoculars, but you only see one circle or one field of vision. And that's what this middle mind is. So go ahead. Tell me what you got. What do you see? Well, you know, this is going to this is bizarre because there's the object. And then I had I have a, a, a glimpse. I got a glimpse of you sitting there. Uh, I'm not sure which room of the house you are. And this is this. This has nothing to do with the object. I don't know why. But my my hand just started drawing something. And I'm going to go on a flyer here. Are you sitting by a window and the blinds are open? You're pretty close. It's a French door. And the windows are little window panes in the door. On my left side, uh, there is a big window with reddish color blinds. Well, that, I, I, okay. As I'm drawing you, I have you sitting there, and to you, and on the right side of you, which would be to your left, I've drawn a window. Uh, and I don't, right I, I don't know why I did that. It just, I just, my hand literally just started drawing a shape, and then I said, "Wow, that looks like a window with blinds." And then, and then I saw you sitting beside it. Okay, that's okay. not the that's object, good. though. No, but this is uh, this is where you've had some pretty powerful remote viewing people on your show, and I've listened to them, and also the way um, it works is that. Whatever your mind uh, connects, and this is what your remote viewers will say. You, whatever you see, you you start at that point. It's a it's a, it's a uh, an original point, and then you allow the vision to materialize, and you see more. But once you fixate on something, you don't discount it, because you're dealing with a part of your mind that is uh, not logical. It's not consecutive. It's uh, all over the place. If I can use that, so. Whatever detail comes up, that's okay, and you start there. And now you've expanded perhaps from the window, you saw me, 
and which way was I looking or what did you see me what are the details and and you start to expand that vision and this is breaking down the logic or the the conscious mind that says I can't do it you're going with it and now my me saying yes that's exactly right you know you look you're looking there's a window on exactly to you know the side that you said I was looking at which would would be you know from looking at me to the right which is my left that's exactly right and then as I was looking over here, there's a French door, which is what I thought you were looking at with panes of window, but um, that was premature of me to say that. So what else did you see? All right. So my this image came at me immediately, and it stuck with me, but I, I can't identify the object. But what I'm seeing with this object is it appears to be, I mean, obviously it's very three-dimensional, um, and I'm originally I'm seeing something kind of conical in shape, conical. I I, I guess the conical. Yep. Uh, I'm also it's it's kind of a, like a white glass, or it may not be painted white. It might just be uh, more of kind of a a fogged glass, or like a, a trans. A translucent. You can't see inside it, but you can see light through it. This is true. Uh, Keep going. It, it yeah. might not be. It's conical or it's triangular, so that it could be instead of conical, it might be more pyramidal, uh, triangular, but with with different sides. Uh, but I, okay. for the life That's, of me, I can't figure out what the heck that thing is. Not that it matters at this point. Um, but that's about as far as I'm getting. Okay, uh, you're allowing you're allowing yourself. Um, you know, you're holding back, and and you're there's there's distinctive shapes that look um, like you're describing, um, but uh, uh, there is some white on it. But there's other colors. What do you see? Just go ahead. And tell okay. me what you see. Uh, I'm thinking of a beach ball. You know those those beach balls that have um, typically typical beach ball will have, and it's often divided into triangles. One pat, yeah. one triangle will be white. The next one is red. The next one is yellow. The next one is green, and then and then around it goes white. That's what jumped out at me. That's the okay. maybe that's those are the triangles I'm seeing. Maybe. Well, you're you're looking at the top of the object. And the, the colors are, are on the object. There's white and yellow. You're right. Um, and um, um, so you're, you're, you're getting close. Now, just go ahead and you can, and, and it is something that uh, you cannot see through it. This is true. But it is translucent. You, there, you know, some light, but you can't see through it. So you're doing, you're, you're doing pretty good. Hmm. Okay, so what's the next step for me then? Well, I just you step back. You're you're too close. Your mind's right up close to it, and because you can see this this pattern or shape, uh, uh, which is I could say the top of it. Just take just take a step back. Uh, just go back about a foot or so, and then start again. Have another look at it and say, okay, what what shape is this? What's the general shape? Because you're fixating on the on one part of it and uh, that means to me you're too close mm. you, make, you know when you put your hand right up to your face you know, yes. you're, you look, you're looking at your hand but you can't see where your fingers are but if you just like pull your hand away from your face that's kind of allow the image to move away 
Okay. And of course, you know, you're putting on, you're putting yourself on the spot too. But first of all, you had a panoramic view. You were right on the money. You saw me. Can you tell me what color my shirt was? Too late. <laughs> I, I was going to say um, it's it's um, red and it's like red red pinstripes uh, on white. It's a it's a button up shirt, uh, and it's uh, maybe it's red and white checked, very almost a pink. Okay. Um, I'm going to say you're looking more at the object now than me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a button-up shirt. This is true. Hmm. So, so now, see what's happening is the two images are merging now, and and I kind of uh, um, push the envelope there by saying what color shirt I had on. But you saw distinctly what it, what uh, the kind of shirt or type of shirt I had. But those colors you described are in the object. Interesting. No, it's 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 um, um, you know when you look in that imagination, that middle mind, it can be very very exact, and then it can be kind of blending. It's nebulous because you're not looking with your eyes; you're looking with your mind. That's the thing to remember. Remote viewing isn't a visual uh, thing with your eyes. It's a it's a it's a, uh, a visual sense in your mind. So you're right up too close. And you're describing detail. You're describing peripheral details very, very accurately, which means you're allowing yourself to see that. And so, if you were to concentrate, if you were relaxing, you weren't on the air like now, which is extremely stressful. Uh, you'd be coming up with more detail. But you've described the colors. You've described some of the the shape uh, uh, that's involved with this uh, item, and even that you were looking through it that you can't see it. This is. It's several colors. It wasn't. It would have been better with like we did with the um, with the uh, travel clock, which was one color. But I purposely, you know, you did say yellow. You did say white. You did say it's a pattern. It looks like um, like a beach ball. And you started off homing in uh, with seeing some sort of a cone shape. Uh, and when when I send you a picture of this, uh, then you can have a look at it um you'll say oh i was really up too close that's what i kept saying <laughs> oh my gosh hmm. any other details come to mind while i've been distracting you here this is going to sound bizarre um but what i'm seeing i'm thinking of like a pin cushion a little put pin cushion and i'm seeing all of these well they would be pins, I guess, sticking out of it, uh, and it's a. No, you're 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 too close again. But mm. yeah, they could they could be look like pins sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm all over the place, but I'm not. Uh, okay, you, you're you're are you curious enough, or do you want to? You I'm going to throw in the. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm just going to let's uh, do okay. the reveal. Actually, l- let me hold off on that. We'll do the reveal. In a moment. First, here, well, here's something that's quite revelatory. Internet security experts telling us that we should use a different password for every website. But that can be a nightmare, keeping track of all of those passwords with online shopping and banking and email and other essentials. Now, while long, complicated passwords are more secure, they're so hard to remember. Well, here's a great solution. It's called RoboForm. You never need to remember or type a password 
ever again. RoboForm gives you stronger passwords and faster logins, all with a single click. It keeps all your devices in sync, and when you shop online, get this, RoboForm fills in those long address forms with one click. It's available for Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android for personal or business use. And for peace of mind, RoboForm has around-the-clock support. It's one great solution for online security. Learn more at OneGreatSolution.com. That's OneGreatSolution.com. Richard has tiny talking insects living in his sock drawer. We have bags and we are living in Richard's sock drawer. Conspiracy Unlimited. With Richard Serrett. Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with X-ray eyes, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, is here and we are about to reveal, or he is about to reveal, the object that I was attempting to remote view. What am I looking okay. at here, Douglas? Uh, this is a, uh, um, uh, it's an unusual jar. Uh, it's uh, a plastic jar and it's got uh, Tylenol inside. Uh, which is like little pins. The, ta- the tablets are inside. Hear that? Right, yes. Uh, and also it has on the top, uh, uh, which is uh, the, the uh, lid, has extended, um, I guess you could say the pattern on the top looks somewhat like, uh, as you had described it, like little cone-shaped things uh, around the top. In other words, the, the twist top has these extended um, cone shapes sticking off. So when it's really up close, if I put it as close to my eye, I can see that you how you could get kind of like a uh, a triangular or a cone or ice cream cone shape uh, when when you're right up close. So uh, you've done well, and you and it cannot see. Uh, I can see, <clears throat> but I can't see into it. You can I see can, light, you know, so it's translucent. And, yes. and and what's where is the yellow and the white and the the different colors? Uh, there, the, the label, it's the name, it says Tylenol in white, extra strength in yellow, and beneath that, it's kind of a faded uh, blue, you describe it as green. Hmm. Then you saw white, uh, which is the barcode, and, and the uh, on both sides of it, but I wasn't looking or, or having it turned towards me that way. So you did, out of, out of uh, without nailing it and saying it was a... It's how how big would this how big a thing would you think it would be or we could see? Uh, it's fairly large for a bottle of Tylenol. It's you're right on right on the money. Yep, mm-hmm. it's a big one. It's yeah, it's not a little tiny. Uh, you know, that you get from the pharmacy. It's it's a big, big hefty bottle. Or you describe it as a jar. Yeah, well, I'm going to. Uh, um, I'm going to uh, take a little picture of it here. Well, before my camera shut off, I think. There we go. Are you going to send that to me in an email? Live on the... uh, Not live, but... uh... Okay, and then on the other side of the room, I'll I'll show you the big... You described it as blinds, but um, uh, I've I've got... um, I don't normally have that. That's not a cat in the background coughing up a furball. That's your camera, just so people know. That's my, I, I was just going to say I should have had the volume off, so it no, didn't no, no. Sound like it's it. wonderful. This is uh, this is uh, okay. So um, okay, so you're going to email okay. that to me, and then I'll uh, open am, it on the air here. I'm sending it to you, uh, email, and uh, 
Whoops, almost had it. That's all right. Okay, Richard Serrett one at Gmail. Right? That's the one. Okay, I'll put XXX in the uh, title or the su- subject. I mean, and um, I'm sending it to you. I just selected medium, and should be on its way. All right. Okay, we're okay, waiting you for did, that. You did well. And, well, and, I'm uh, not. Ex- I, yeah, I didn't hit it out of the park, and I, I I don't know that I replicated my success with the first experiment we did, which involved that red and white travel clock. Um, but uh, that's the trouble. You did so well the first time. Guess that you're getting your stuff. You did so well the first time that it now, you know, put pressure on you. And part of the uh, ability to remote view is to get to a space. Uh, this is why meditation or getting into an altered state of meditation, a consciousness or into med- an altered state of consciousness or into meditation, it uh, voids you of personal attachment. You don't, you get to a point where you are disinterested, whether you're right or wrong, that's when it comes in clear. But you picked up. Peripherally, you'll, you'll see. Um, All right, I'm going to open the email. Uh, right. You just send it to me. Yep. Okay. Ah, interesting. Okay, so there's the window that you're beside, and yeah. they're not blinds, are they? They're, they're curtains. They're, they're curtains, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and there's the bottle. Uh, it's, it's a red, kind of a red plastic bottle of Tylenol. And aha, as you say, there are the lids. There's the lid. And it's a grip on the lid right. that has those, yeah, and mm-hmm. there are those conical-shaped uh, plastic tabs, I guess, right. on the lid. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are conical in shape. Uh, interesting. So, so you were looking at this as if you had your hand in front of your nose, and that's why you were having trouble, if you listen to it again, you were having trouble kind of getting um, a location in space, you know, and... Um, because it was what, filling up my entire f- field of that's, view. That's exactly right. You're, if you will, your mind traveled right here, and your nose was an inch away from the top of that lid, and that was the, that was the most um, distinct design, uh, shape that uh, was on the bottle, and so that's where your mind went, and you went on and on about it. And then when you backed up a little bit, uh, you got some colors, white and yellow. You saw green, but that, that blue is a bluish, I wouldn't say green, but it could be mistaken for, for green. Right. I said then, red, you, white, yellow, and green. Yeah, you had, you had all the colors. Down. And the thing is, you had not only the colors, but multiple colors. You didn't say it was red and white, period. You went on. Mm. And so uh, you did very well. And as you can see, you can see into it, but you can't see through it. Right. You know, I'll give myself a 6 out of 10. <laughs> I'd, I'd, go, I'd go a little higher. I'd say 7, 8 out of 10. Because, oh, all right. Uh, because you were, when you saw that grip, which is the word I couldn't think of, you were right there. That's 100% right. You were describing the grip. And when you were talking, as as I said, and, uh, if, if people wanted to listen back to what we said, you were right up close. Uh, Oh, and you would describe that pretty accurately. So with all the pressure that was on you tonight, I would say, you know, eight, maybe nine even. But um, I'm not sure if you could see the, you did describe uh, a cylinder type shape. Of, yes. Or you used a different term. Conical. That was the outline. That was, that was it. That was the outside of the, the, uh, the jar, the bottler. 
yeah. So he did very well. And again, if it was more of a um, relaxed state, and you were just contemplating, thinking of something, you know, waiting it uh, for it to gel. Like let's say you were looking to say, okay, I need a, um, uh, I, I need a lazy boy chair to do meditation in, and all of a sudden, you know, you see the the cloudy um, the sort of. Um, like you're looking in a sandstorm and all of a sudden the, the the fuzz goes away and all of a sudden there's a picture of a brown and white or cream color uh, armchair or, or sleepy um, recliner chair. And you say, oh, that's that's exactly one. And I say, but I don't like brown, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the conscious mind getting in the way. Yeah. You know, this might yeah. be interesting. I'm looking at the uh, the time now as we're recording this. It's 10.52 p.m. And I think we did the reveal. I'd have to go back and check the time. Uh, I'd be curious if people want to email me as part of this experiment. And, of course, um, well, that'll be difficult to verify at the time on their end, unless they, they're emailing me now with, and it'll have a time stamp on it. Regardless, send me what you thought it was. Uh, send me an email, richardserrett1 at gmail.com, and you can take part in this remote viewing experiment. This was great fun. We should do this again from time to time, Douglas. Well, uh, my pleasure is helping people uh, develop their innate abilities. They're always there, and, and I've coached you a little bit. I've explained that you you don't exactly see it like a like a, a photograph. It The mind needs time to develop the picture and so like the old time photography when the picture was in the chemical trays and and it was coming it was developing in the tray and it became first a shape that wasn't distinguishable and then it became clearer and clearer this is exactly how remote viewing works until somebody uh can say to you uh there was a man on the show once and, and he said um, i have the problem and i said okay i'm looking in your mouth now I'm going to the back of your mouth. Now I'm going down your esophagus. Now I'm looking at your stomach. And I was just going on with what I was following the, the, my mind. It was going there. And then you stopped and you said, just a minute, is he right? Do you have a problem in your mouth or your, in your stomach? And, and the man agreed. He said, yes, I do. And, and he had a tooth problem. He had an esophagus problem. Went right down to his stomach problem. And, and to me, that set me back a little bit because I was describing my mind moving through the man's body kind of like seeing all the different things but the one thing was the same as what you did tonight whatever my attention was uh, drawn to that's what i said even as ridiculous as that sounded going through a man's mouth down his throat into his stomach inside his body I spit it out. I said what I saw. And that's the one thing that uh, everybody should do. The first thing that comes to your mind, say it, spit it out, if you will, describe it. Don't say that's impossible and then go look again. Because if you do that, you're, you're gone. And if you don't say right away what you see, that's the, that's the mind getting, the intellectual right, mind getting in the right. way. So there you go. Well, the next time you offer up a course on remote viewing, I'm there. I'm going to see okay. if, I can, if I can hone this skill, if there is one there, and uh, let's see the next time how I do. So uh, we, should, we should check in at uh, DouglasJamesCottrell.com from time to time uh, to see yep. when the next remote viewing class is, is, uh, is happening. Is there? And I also have my uh, New Earth book and my health book that are there. Uh, we have some specials on uh, for people who would like to do that. The New Earth book is, is a forward-looking 
written in 2011-2012, forward-looking, and uh, the the mind was seeing earth changes and situations that are going on right now, including it, uh, we foresaw the hurricanes going up the east and west side of uh, Florida, one after the other, and that was recorded in the book. And there are many, many uh, observations clairvoyantly of times in the future which are now occurring so it's a dynamite book if you want to know more about what I've seen for for the earth earth changes and the, and the time that we live in but also to help people develop their own ability because if I can do it and you certainly have been able to do it anybody can do it Richard it's always a pleasure that's right. If I can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> no, no. I, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And you can do it, too. So. <laughs> Canada's Edgar Casey, the last of the sleeping uh, prophets, uh, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Thank you so much, my friend. Talk soon. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Richard. You're, you're a wonderful guy. And God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'm going to give you a heads up on what's coming up on episode 21. But before that, let me ask you, is weight loss on your wish list? Unfortunately, the commitment to weight loss often fades. Many people simply give up in the first 90 days. The key is having the right mindset. Getting thin and staying that way lies in our thought processes. And hypnotherapy can make all the difference. Now, clinical hypnotherapist Dr. Steve G. Jones has created a set of five audio hypnotic sessions that apply the power of hypnosis to reprogram the mind and replace bad habits with vibrant, positive new habits and to help you achieve natural and long-lasting weight loss. Weight loss hypnotherapy really works, and it's available now at a special discount. Isn't it time to lose those extra pounds? Check out Weight Loss Hypnotherapy right now at SmartClickSavings.com. That's SmartClickSavings.com. Coming up on Episode 21 of Conspiracy Unlimited, The Fire Within, Larry Arnold, the world's foremost authority on one of the strangest unexplained phenomenon out there, spontaneous human combustion. Until next time, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs>